When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, what is the most overrated TV show? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. We'll hear all about that next week. Yes. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hope is at the controls. Hey. And we're asking you what the most overrated TV show is. 651-641-1071. 1071 and you just let us know when there's people on that line um but this is all due to a study or a a survey of the most overrated shows in all 50 states and um do you want to know what our state said well uh, for the most overrated tv show well of course what is it i'm so mad about this Oh, it's because it's Grey's Anatomy probably, no, right? No, <laughs> no, And that is not on the list anywhere, and we are done with that conversation. Parks and Rec. Oh. Yeah, you know, I never dabbled in that. <gasps> I didn't. Oh, I just, then you have not lived. I, I tried, man. I really tried with Parks and Recreation, and then I was like, you know, I'm not going to be on this planet at a certain point, and I don't want to invest the time. In oh, it. it's a good, it, you know what? It's a, I, I liked it. Let's just say it that way. I like oh, that. So someone show. in Minnesota likes that show. Yeah. Well, congratulations. But of, no, but I think a lot of people. I mean, it is. I, but uh, fine. <laughs> I will. People have tastes. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I have a beef with number two. Oh. Because all seven of those states are D U M B dumb. I agree with you. Dumb. The second mo. The second rank. So what they did is, they took the most overrated. Um, and this was based on Google Trends the most overrated show on TV in each state. And then they ranked them by how many states called them the most overrated show. So number one of all of the states was Parks and Rec, which I still am annoyed by. Number two is The Simpsons. That is rude. That is unacceptable. Who are you people? I'm calling you out. People listening in Idaho, Mississippi, Nebraska, North Dakota, <clears throat> Oklahoma, Utah, and West Virginia. Thank you. Thank you. Now, my issue is with number seven. Four states, Georgia, Indiana, South Dakota, and Washington, said Friends is the most overrated show. That is harsh. Yeah, but it's kind of... That is way harsh. 651. Stop. (laughs) 651-641-1071. What do you think is the most overrated TV show? Do we have any callers yet? Yes, let's see what Deanna has to say. Hi, Deanna. What is the most overrated TV show? Do not say Grey's Anatomy or I'll hang up. (laughs) No, you're going to hate me for what I'm saying, but I just couldn't get into it. But this is us. 
Oh, uh, that's fine. No, I don't Would actually. You? you know what, Deanna? I don't hate you for that. No. I, I honestly, because I do watch that show, but I see how a lot of I see how you could think it was overrated. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it, and I tried a couple times, and I just thought, oh, what's the, what's the buzz? Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't speak to you. I get it. I'm not mad, Deanna. We're not mad. You can stay. Just kidding. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Bye-bye. As long as you don't say Grey's Anatomy, I'm here for it. Uh, She will hang up on you. Somebody is going to call in and say Grey's Anatomy just to have the pleasure of me hanging up. Do we have anybody else on the line? Yeah, we have Mary. Hi, Mary. What is the most overrated TV show? Mary. Mary. Bye, oh, Mary. No. She okay. was gonna say okay. she was gonna say oh. Grey's Anatomy. So she hung up on herself. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> Who else do we have on the line? Let's try Carrie. Hi, Carrie. What is the most overrated TV show according to you? Hi, I think the most overrated is Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. No. You know what is so interesting about that? Carrie, thank you for calling. Um, no state called Seinfeld the most overrated show because it's it's awesome but Th- that show was awesome I you know what I liked it but I see how people would call it overrated because yeah. you do have to understand you you have to understand I don't want to say understand because that makes it sound like people don't understand everybody understands the humor of Jerry Seinfeld you have to think it's funny yeah the, and that's you it definitely is an acquired taste and the beat of the comedy of yeah. Seinfeld you either you either like it or you don't exactly and you know what and honestly okay I'm gonna tell you what I think the most overrated show is and I'm afraid to say it I used to love this show I lived for this show um and then I start I the last couple seasons I've been like I don't think this show is what it should be and that is um, Larry David. Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, that's fine. That's safe. I get it. I get I get. But it's it. the same thing as Jerry Seinfeld. It's like that. It's a different type of humor. It's a little bit offbeat. And when it's on, it's great. When it's a little bit off, it's just kind of turned into this like, you know, oh, I get it. Larry David is a curmudgeon. The first comeback season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he was a little cranky, but the latest one redeemed itself back to great. Noted. Noted. Um, 651-641-1071. What is the most overrated TV show? Do we have anybody else on the line? We sure do. We have Alex. Hi, Alex. What's the most overrated TV show? Okay, and an underrated is that okay wait i didn't hear you you cut out for a second i have an overrated and an underrated oh yeah come on Um, in with that we love it so overrated for me just based on like uh though all the awards it's got and the critical acclaim 30 rock oh interesting i can Um, see that i can see that yeah and my underrated based on it's never been nominated for like an emmy for outstanding out uh, reality show is Big Brother. I fully agree mm. with that too, Alex. That show, and thank you for your call. Big Brother is totally underrated for what for what it. I mean, you, there are people who are in the niche who have been watching it all along, um, but it that show is so unique, and I think that that's one of the reasons why it stays on the air. I am just not going to dip into that, and I will disagree about Thirty Rock because that is. Huge. I do love that show. That is that show. When it was on, now, it was so influential in the way that it wrote comedy. So, yeah. 
It may some of them may not probably have aged as well, but that's the whole premise of comedy. Comedy in theory is not supposed to age well. It is an art form of the here and now, of okay. the times. Can I tell you what I think the most overrated show is? Yes. I, I have another one. Great. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Modern Family. Oh yeah, totally. totally. I'm like totally. I watched one season and it was fine, but that was like around the time. Like they won every single award. Yeah, for like a whole decade. It was ridiculous, yeah. and I it wasn't. It it was good. It just wasn't like every award winner. Good. Yeah, I feel like at that point the Emmys were going under an existential crisis and they didn't yeah. know what to do with themselves regarding the comedy category. So it was like, okay, fine, we're just we're going to give it to Modern Family because it's an old school sitcom in the way that we understand sitcoms to be. But now, looking at the Emmy nominations from this week for best yeah. comedy, we've obviously gone through the looking glass. There's a lot of really interesting uh comedies that were nominated for best comedy this yeah. year. So. Oh, well, that yeah. was fun. Um, Grey's Anatomy <laughs> managed to not make the list because it's a good show. Or because nobody no, thought about it. No, stop talking. We move on now. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is Friday. And that means we are going to try something that maybe you don't dare try. We'll, t- we'll try it for you and tell you if it's good after this on My Talk 107.1. It's Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah. And because Hi. it's Friday, we do a little thing each and every Friday. We try something that uh, you oh. may or may not want to try yourself. We do it for you and we let you know whether or not it's good. We call it Cheat Day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Mm, what are we sticking in our mouth, Holly? We are sticking in our mouths some frozen novelty desserts. Because I can't call it ice cream because it can't be called ice cream on the side of the carton because I don't think it qualifies. Oh my gosh, it to gave me a headache. Because you're whiffing it, right? Oh my gosh. You're whiffing it. You're taking a whiff of that. So, okay, so I found these two frozen dessert novelties at my local big box store last weekend. And I think that these are two things that we discussed on the Colleen and Bradley show maybe last year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, been a while. while. It's been a while, but they're fine. it's finally on the shelves. We are trying this afternoon two things. Sour Patch Kids and Lucky Charms, quote-unquote, ice cream. It's like... um. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like a Technicolor sugar bomb. Yeah, because you're getting, I gave Colleen and I gave Hope each one scoop of the flavors. Now, the one that you're looking at on top is the Sour Patch Kids frozen dessert. Okay. I'm going to go for that one right now. Right, Keep talking. Great. So so I think that the bouquet of the Sour Patch Kids that Colleen was receiving up her nostrils, mm. it's very pungent. It, it's but not like stinky. It smells like sugar. It it smells like a Sour Patch Kid. It smells like sour sugar. Yeah, it <laughs> smells like what your community pool smelled like in the 1990s. <laughs> okay, can I tell you something while you taste it? Yeah. It delivers. It delivers on the Sour Patch Kid flavor. It's very odd. So there's like, it seems like there's a little chunk of Sour Patch Kid in there. 
But like the first mouthful is sour and you have the sour experience and it's ice cream. And so if you are a person who loves Sour Patch Kids and you love ice cream, this you would love this. This like t- it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm, it's good. This, I was trying to figure out what this reminded me of the Sour Patch Kids ice cream. And it reminds me of a Star Kiss bar from Dairy Queen. Mm. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has that same. So it has a, a frozen texture to it. And it it's not ice cream, though, because it's there's not a there is dairy in this. Uh-huh. But it's I don't know. Creamy. Where it is. No, it's, it's not, not. It's not heavy on the cream. What do you sugary. think? Hope? Very sugary. It's super sugary. And it's like very sour. I like Ugh. sour stuff and I do like Sour Patch Kids. But yeah, it's you, you don't very love that. extreme you not, sugary. Would you? I don't think you could eat like a lot. Mm-mm. If I was 10 years old, I'd eat the whole tub. <laughs> I mean, yes, mm-hmm. yes, and that's guess what? I think that might be the audience for it. <laughs> I don't. Think, I think so too. I don't think we're the audience. Okay, let's no. let's yeah. actually rate this one before we go to the mm. next one. So, on a scale of five cobras, how many cobras do you give Sour Patch Kids ice cream? I'm gonna give it a nice three out of five. So I'm actually, you know, I'm gonna rate it two ways. <laughs> I'm going to rate it for a person who loves Sour Patch Kids. I'm going to give it like a four and a half out of five because it does deliver on what it promises. For me, I'm going to give it like a two out of five because if I'm going to have ice cream, I want like some chocolate and some peanut butter in there. Yeah. If you're going to have ice cream, you want a legit experience. I respect that. I understand that. Okay. All right. Now moving. Oh, no, we didn't let. I was going to say three. Okay. Yeah. This is a solid three. I love it. Cool. All right, now tell us about the other one we have in here. Now, I didn't even know this was a thing. This is totally a thing. It's Lucky Charms frozen dairy dessert. Again, Mm. we can't really call it ice cream because I don't think it meets the actual requirement for ice cream. But it's the same concept, except this time it's Lucky Charms. So the, the ice cream element is green. And then it has bits of Lucky Charms marshmallows inside of the ice cream and luckily for all of us they left out the the oat bits <laughs> yeah i think that would have been a bad <laughs> choice because you're always picking out the marshmallows anyways let's be honest right okay so i want to say before i eat this that i have a child who loves lucky charms he's obsessed with lucky charms really yes and so if this is anything like what it sounds like it is i'm he's going to go Head over heels for this. All right, here I go. All right, here I'm goes going Colleen. In. Colleen's going in. Mm-hmm. She's trying the Lucky Charms mm-hmm. frozen dairy dessert. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like she maybe got a bit of something. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. There is, I'm not sure they left out the oat bits. Oh no, rude. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. You might second guess that. Here's what it, here's what they did. Okay, eat it, and I'll tell you what it's. it tastes like they did. All right, here we go. Because this is not what I was expecting. It tastes like they took the milk from a bowl of Lucky Charms and then made it into ice cream. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like Lucky Charms. It tastes like the leftover Lucky Charms milk. No, you can see the oat bits in this. This is yeah. very disappointing yeah, There's to me. definitely oat bits in there. That is nasty. That, well, it's not nasty, but that's very disappointing because... Yeah. Do you know that you can just you can just buy now you can just buy the marshmallows from Lucky Charms? Just the bits? No, just the mallows. <laughs> um yeah, this didn't do it for me. Uh on a scale of five cobras, where what are we giving this? A two. I'm gonna give it like a one and yeah. a half. Uh, Hope, what did you think? A one. That's, like it's, it's not at E for effort, uh, they did an okay job trying to get the Lucky Charms flavor into an ice cream, but it didn't. Ugh. Oh, you tried. We, yeah, they, good job. Good you job. Tried. Who made these? Uh, I believe it's either Briars or Edie's. Okay. So you can find it in your big box store where you find big tubs of ice cream. And it, and it will be right there in their sitting in your, site. In your freezer section. Yes, in the freezer section where you usually find your ice cream. How big, <laughs> how big is the tub? Oh, we've got tubs. So, Ooh. y'all, if you want to take them home, because I'm not bringing this home. Mm. Oh, boy. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. And we have a name for them. And that name is? D-Bag. After this on My Talk 1071. Behaving badly. We have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here. Hi. Hi. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is... The... Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your first, who's your D-bag today, House? Uh, my D-bag is director and writer Oliver Stone. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one, D-bag. Uh, yeah. Why for today? Well, it's because of some of the comments he's been making while he's been out on his book tour. So Oliver Stone has a new memoir also, out. Also, Barry the Lead, he's on a book tour? Well, he has a new memoir out, and it's called Chasing the Light, and it talks about his career up to... The year 1986. So it's a story about his young life, but it's also fictionalized. Uh huh. Anyway, it's really convoluted. Yeah. I don't care. That's fine. It's fine. That's fine. So the jumping off point for this debaggery today is an interview that Oliver Stone did while out about uh, doing press for his memoir. So he did an interview. And he was had a very big woe is me moment, Colleen. We we have to hold Oliver Stone close. He said that he would be vilified if his films came out today. Poor Oliver Stone. Oh, geez. 
He said he's been cast out of Hollywood, or he would be if they released the films that he made 30 years ago, like Platoon, Natural Born Killers, and Wall Street. Stone said in this interview, I can tell you that if I made any of my films, I don't think I'd last. I'd be vilified. I'd be attacked, shamed, whatever you want to call that culture, cancel bleeping culture. Um, here's also, are we supposed to feel bad for him right now? Is that what he's wanting? Yeah, I think so. Because he added that, I mean, it's just impossible. I'd have to step on so many sensitivities. You've had to have some freedom to make a movie. Unfortunately, he says you have to be rude. You can be bad. And you're going to have to do these things like step on toes. Holy cow, do you think I could have made any one of those films? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver Stone. So I'm going to move on from that comment as a yeah. jumping off com- point to another comment that he made about this. Okay. About his supposed inability to make films now. Because they would be deemed insensitive. So wait, hold the phone. Because what I'm hearing, I just want to be clear. He's blaming the culture for the fact that he's not making movies right now. Yeah. He's saying that he can't get money. Essentially paraphrasing, if you go into some deeper interviews, he's saying he can't get money to make his movies anymore. Because he's just too provocative. He's, He's just, you know, we can't handle movies like natural born killers anymore we can't handle movies like platoon because you have to be so sensitive okay that's actually not true thank you at all yeah if you look at the movie landscape over the last decade (laughs) as you were okay tell me more about oliver stone Uh, all right so there was a big profile of oliver stone in the new york times that was published a couple of weeks ago and i really took issue with this quote that he said Quote, everything has become too fragile, too sensitive. Hollywood now. You can't make a film without a COVID advisor. You can't make a film without a sensitivity counselor. It's ridiculous. Okay. That's not actually ridiculous. That's like what happens when you learn from the past. Right. And you make different choices. I, I str- I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this because I think that this is actually a common, more common than we realize way of looking at the world, that it's just such a shame that we can't just do our old insensitive racist things. Mm-hmm. And the the point isn't that like when we thank you, Maya Angelou via Oprah Winfrey. Thank you. When you know better, you do better. Thank you. And so, and I'm just going to skip over the part where he said without having a COVID, what did he say? A A COVID COVID advisor. advisor. Like that's just like proper public health. Yeah. But understand Oliver Stone that working with a COVID advisor is not suppressing your quote unquote ability to be provocative. Right. That, that has nothing right. to do with anything and has everything to do with protecting your actors on set because at the end of the day, this is a job. Yeah. And there need to be protections, including but not limited to doing things on the set of a movie. Well, and then let's move to the second thing he said, which was a what? A sensitivity counselor? What what did he call it? Uh, he called it a sensitivity counselor. So I actually think some of that is not necessarily even the things that go on screen. A lot of that has to do with 
how they manage and maintain behavior off screen. Right. And again, I don't think that that should get in the way of your creativity. What I'm hearing is um, something that irritates me as a parent and that's the word excuses, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I couldn't do that because so-and-so made me feel this way. Well, no, nobody else gets to make you feel any way. That's right. You Oliver. make a choice uh-huh. about how you're going to feel. Um, so to, to be pointing his finger at everybody else and saying that's the reason why he can't create in Hollywood. No, if you truly were as creative a person, Oliver Stone, as you say you are, you would creatively redefine yourself. You would bend and move with the way Hollywood has bent and moved and grown. That is creativity. The ability to still be creative in a new environment, that's true creativity. You know, and I want to speak to Oliver Stone complaining about a quote-unquote sensitivity counselor. And that these people working on the sets of movies now, it actually helps creativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to point to a show that I talked about earlier this week. One of my favorite shows that's on TV right now, I May Destroy You, on HBO. It is provocative. It is sexually graphic in a way that, quite frankly, Oliver Stone only wishes he could be mm-hmm. as provocative enlightened and sexually graphic all in the same entity he only wishes he could have done that but he didn't because you know who did it it was Michaela Cole and she has spoken on the record about the benefits of working with an intimacy coordinator on the set of the show because it empowered the actors to explore these sensitive topics in a safe and protected environment the actors were heard they could work through any problems with a coach and it actually elevated the storytelling in a way that yeah, Oliver Stone only wishes he could do. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, that actually is a useful juxtaposition against what Oliver Stone is saying. Because when you really think about the things that actors and actresses have been asked to do as part of their job and then excused as part of their job, meaning they are put in sexual situations. There's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm as a job, as as part of their acting, and sometimes they're sexually violent situations. And you don't know what a person is carrying. Totally. And so if you don't allow them to be, to feel safe in those experiences, you don't know then how they are taking out the trauma of that in their lives, in their interactions with other people on set, et cetera. And so to to take all the measures possible to create a safe and open space on, on the set of your movie, and he can't be bothered to do that because it just tamps down his creativity. I just hear a lot of whining. That's all. I just hear a lot of whining and a lot of excuse making, and I'm not here for it. Woo! Sorry, that one took up a lot of space. It's all good. I got mine's kind of a shorty, but... All right. So this is actually kind of a follow-up, um, and it's based on an old D-bag that was a listener submission. Woo! One of our listeners, April, months ago, sent me uh, a picture that was a, an Instagram post on the Netflix film account. And it was an advertisement for the movie, the Netflix movie, Uncut Gems, that stars um, Adam Sandler. And she said, hey, FYI, like, kids follow this account. 
and it was a, it was a still shot from the movie Uncut Gems, and there was a very vulgar quote from the movie underneath it. Yeah, that movie's not for kids. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But it would seem like you should be able to creatively market it on an Instagram account that is all ages. Well, guess what? They haven't gotten the memo because on the Netflix film, Holly, you can, if you go to, anybody can do this, play the home game. All right, let's play the home game. Go to the Netflix film. We can't play it on air, and I'll get to that. Go to the Netflix film um, Instagram, and there is a recent post for Uncut Gems, and it is a, it is a re- record of all the times Adam Sandler says the F word uh, yeah. in the movie. And again, kids, I mean, anybody can follow the Netflix film uh, Instagram. It is not, it is, it is available to all people. It is four minutes of 560 times that that word was used in the movie. And, you know, I'm like fine with that for myself. Well, yeah. Th- Although I will, I will say like it, there is something alarming to like scrolling through your Instagram and all of a sudden getting the audio of Adam Sandler saying the F word over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe like be attentive to who's in the room with you when that happens. And SFW. But the fact that like kids, ki- because kids watch Netflix and it's not that kids can't hear the word the F word and it's not that like that's not what I'm saying I don't want to sound like I'm like prude or that I think like kids shouldn't be exposed it's the it's the no warning and just serving it up to everybody it just is not a good look it's not a good look we see you we see you and Netflix I one would think if it really is a decent movie you could actually advertise it Without having to highlight the vulgarity of it, you could, but with that, but movie, apparently you're the not... vulgarity is the only redeeming quality. It's actually a pretty good movie, is it? My, my husband watched it and he didn't love it. Well, it's a tough one. It's not uplifting. Oh, well, and you know we're 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 long on things that are not unli- uh, that are not uplifting right now. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, open Ellen season continues, and the celebrities are calling her out. We'll talk about it when we come back on My Talk 1071. It is open season on Ellen DeGeneres. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts is here. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Hi. And uh, Hope is at the controls. We're all just hanging out. It's yeah. Friday. Happy mm, Friday, happy everybody. Happy Friday, but everybody. I don't feel like it's a happy Friday mm. for Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, uh, so we've been following the Ellen story here on the Colleen and Bradley show for quite some time. We have a new development concerning Ellen DeGeneres herself today. <sighs> have at it. Exclusively. Mm-hmm. In a letter obtained by The Hollywood Reporter, Ellen DeGeneres is addressing the alleged workplace misconduct that was detailed in a BuzzFeed story published earlier this month and kind of inadvertently addressing some of the gossip that we've been hearing about The Ellen Show, oh gosh, for years at this point. So in this letter, the widely circulated piece, according to The Hollywood Reporter, include, or excuse me, so in the note, here's what the note says. We'll just get right down to it. Ellen is taking responsibility. Insofar as the show bears her name, 
and insists that steps will be taken to, quote, correct the issues going forward. Here's part of the letter, quote, as we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, something didn't. She goes on to say that will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hmm. Hmm. So what do you hear in that letter, Colleen? Um, I hear a lot of buck passing. Um, <laughs> totally. I hear, like, I, what... These are the things that I get frustrated with with Hollywood and celebrities. They must think we're stupid. Yeah, actually, because do do you for one second honestly want me to believe that you, Ellen DeGeneres, at the helm of this show, were completely oblivious to any complaints of the way people were working underneath you? And and okay, fine. Convince me that that's true. And then I say, why then didn't you understand or know what was going on beneath you? You see what I'm saying? So either way, you're not off the hook, Ellen. And this sort of retroactive, like, now I've been made aware of it and we are definitely taking care. And I am not the one that was ever the problem. I always. That's called covering your butt. Yeah. Now, according to the Hollywood Reporter, sources say that Ellen was discouraged from addressing the allegations while the investigation was being con- er, conducted. So there's a third-party investigation that's going on by Warner Media into the Ellen DeGeneres show, and they're looking into this workplace misconduct. And according to, she didn't want to do this. So she didn't even want to address this until that was all done, but mm-hmm. she's doing it now. So she wanted to use also, I think in this letter, she's going back and she's doing something that we kind of talked about yesterday where She's talking about her own struggles with her feelings and her personal life and her experiences in Hollywood and how legitimately she was treated unfairly by Hollywood after she came out in the late 90s. And so she goes into this story and it it seems it contextualizing in a way that that's fair. You can contextualize that. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday that like it's easy to to imagine that Ellen DeGeneres is not all puking rainbows off off of the TV screen when she's living her life. She's been through a lot. Yeah. So, like, we're on board with that. I get that. But she's sort of using that as part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's just, oh, yeah, I guess at this point, Ellen is facing a PR nightmare. And so she had a choice on what she was going to do. And what Ellen has chose, chosen to do is to address 
it very banal, like in a banal way mm-hmm. in this letter because it's like, well, okay, I got to talk. Now, word on the street is, according to The Hollywood Reporter, that one of the executive producers is going to be fired as a result of this investigation. And he's apparently the nasty McNasterson on the set of The Ellen Show. Which, uh, good. That's a great start. Ed Galvin is his name. Yeah, but you know what? If he's created a toxic culture... If he really is the one and only who has, there's there's more. There's more. All I'm saying is, but wait, there is more. more. Exactly. Ooh. Well, so we're talking about how the it's open Ellen season in Hollywood. How the gossip has turned to Ellen DeGeneres because this is a story that everyone seems to have a connection with. Ellen DeGeneres, a household name. Well, Colleen, the celebrities are starting to talk. Ooh. Ooh. What are they saying? Well, we're getting some dirt from Brad Garrett. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Brad know. Garrett maybe doesn't a member, or like most people don't maybe remember him. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, so that's, he, that's my Brad Garrett impression. That's that really pretty sucks. good. Sorry, no, sorry. it worked for me. Well, Brad Garrett, he's a legitimate star in his own right. We know him from Everybody Loves Raymond. He played Raymond's brother on the show, and he has a very distinct voice. Well, he is dragging Ellen on Twitter, and he's even tagging the Ellen Show in his I tweet. Mean, that is in Twitter next speak. Level. When you tag someone in the tweet, that means that you want them to see it. And so you're not just gossiping. You are legitimately asking them to look at your statement. So this is what Brad Garrett tweeted out, along with a report from Variety. He said, sorry, but it comes from the top at Ellen show. No more than one who were treated horribly by her. Common knowledge. DeGeneres sends emotional apology to staff. So and that then, was yeah, the, headline the Variety yeah. article. But it's, you know, it's interesting because what I appreciate about that is it tells us what we already assumed from that sort of half-assed apology, which is, A, no way she didn't know about it, and B, no way she wasn't part of it. And to hear it from a celebrity, no doubt somebody who's been on her show, but also knows people, Hollywood USA is a small town. <laughs> it is. Well, it is. It, it very much is a small town. Right? And people who work in that industry work in different facets of that industry. Well, and likely you're going to be working with a lot of different people at a lot of different stages in mm-hmm. your career. Mm-hmm. So it's not so far-fetched to believe that Brad Garrett does have some inside knowledge and he's probably not alone. And honestly, I find it refreshing when a celebrity doesn't need feel the need to kowtow to the big name like we talked a little bit about yesterday, um, like the Dax Shepherds and Kristen Bells seem to. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but what I am saying is it's certainly easy to understand the culture of Hollywood where if you're in the business of scratching people's backs and getting your back scratched, you wa- you mind your P's and Q's around certain people so that you can continue to get your back scratched by them. Yeah, because getting your back scratched is nice. It's it, it, it's it well, it gets you noticed. Yes. When it, you need to. Yes, which is the whole game in Hollywood. Yeah. Is because if you do something and nobody notices you, did it ever really happen? So like Brad Garrett's kind of sitting out there on his own saying something like this. Um I would be interested to see other people step up and share their own stories, but I'm also not holding my breath. Oh, I just Brad is teasing the hot gossip and mm-hmm. I want him to deliver. I want somebody to deliver on this. Go all the way. And go all the way. Yes, yeah, sing it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, 
have you read recently or anytime really a great celebrity memoir? 651-641-1071. We're going to crowdsource some really good celebrity memoirs. What's the best celebrity memoir you've read? Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.